Ain't nothing out here. Welcome back to another episode of Life, Love, and Everything in Between uh, for committed couples uh, trying to navigate the space that we call uh, relationships uh, and engagement and trust. And so we are back with another episode. I am, I don't want to say happy because that's petty. I, and that's that's for another podcast that we used to do. But what, what I will say is I've been waiting on this episode because we're going to talk about parents in relationships, right? And for those of us of a certain age, whether you're young, whether you are middle-aged, and I would even say even 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 into your, your 50s and 60s, if you are blessed enough to still have a mom or dad or, or, or a, 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 somebody who was a guardian in your younger years, still involved in your life, that could be a blessing and it could also be turbulent, <laughs> we will say, for when you are together. Uh, and you, you jump in already to say something, so go ahead, bro. Um, so I, I think, you know, the interesting thing about, um, having parents in your life, the blessing of having parents in your life, because I lost my dad, um, probably when I was 28, Mm -hmm. 28. Um, and you know, I will say I didn't have him very long because my father wasn't very active in my life, Mm -hmm. you know, until, I became an adult. He got married and, um, you know, began to, you know, my stepmother was very instrumental in him having some sort of relationship with me. So I didn't have that father relationship that many people have as it relates to my dad doing this, my dad doing that. But I also, but I've, I've, I've always craved for my biological father to be involved Um to some capacity in my life. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I was blessed. I had a granny, I had a grandmother, I had an uncle, I had some strong uncles to really, um, support me through my lived endeavors. Um, as I, you know, as I grew, but I think the interesting thing about this particular podcast, in my opinion, is the value that they bring to us as it relates to what's important. Right that they've shown us to be, mm-hmm. but what we've extrapolated from what we saw right. them present to us and what we decide it to be. How, let, me, so, let me ask you real quick. Okay. How early or how quickly do you, did you figure out this is what my people get right. And this is what my people got totally wrong. All these years I was growing up in terms of relationships. Mm, so I will say, you don't know what you don't know. And I hate that phrase because <laughs> that <true>. phrase <laughs> is so powerful yep. yet so empty. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't know what a healthy relationship looks like. You don't know what a healthy relationship should look like when you're constantly in some arena of dysfunction. Right. So what I did know was, what I wanted for myself was to be in a relationship or to be in relationship with people and a person that could lift me mm-hmm. and we weren't all struggling together. Mm. So I knew like, I didn't even know the relationship dynamic yet, right. but I knew in a relationship, I wanted a person to be, able to support me Mm -hmm. 
not just socially, but financially and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, and I knew I wanted my network of friends to be able to push me and be like, yo, you can do better. You can be better. And that behavior is not acceptable. What is the feeling like when you have a relationship that you deem to be healthy and most people would, but the folks who raised you, their shit is still fucked up. Like, like, like when you, like when you, when you as an adult now, right. And you, you pay your own bills. You do everything on your own, so you're no longer dependent on that unit, at least for that. And then when you step in the house, whether it's Thanksgiving or it's it's a funeral or somebody got married, and you like y'all on the same shit. So I think you don't realize that until you leave and come back, right? Right. Or something significant occurs in your life, and you and you have this epiphany, right? Where you realize that you are not the same. Um as you were before leaving or that you've grown. So, so, so for me, what was the question again? So how, how is it for you? Let me give an example. There's a certain level of, of toxicity, at least in my experience that now that I'm in a place where, you know, I've gone to therapy and I've been married to a wonderful partner for more than 15 years and I have children of my own and I have a, a, a circle of friends from whom I glean information and insight. Right. And so now you get to see the, the parents that you thought were so wise and so smart and did so much for you. And all that stuff is true. You start to see elements of the toxicity, right. Or some toxicity at least in that form. And it makes me feel like some of that I can't be around. And I recognize that that stuff I used to think was normal. That stuff I used to justify that stuff I used to think was cool or at least not cool, but at least, all right, I can get over that. And now as, as, as a caretaker of my own family, I can't have me, my partner or my kids around that. But I think so strain that that causes. So to that point, right. I think one of the things you have to consider is our parents can only do the best they can, but what they have. Mm Mm-hmm. Once you realize, for me, once I realized that my parents, my dad, whom I can't justify his crappy behavior, mm-hmm. my mom, whom I can't justify her behavior, but what I do know is they loved me the best that they could right. with the skill sets that they had that their parents showed them because you, you, we, I am a product of marriage for survival, mm-hmm. um, which don't always equate to love. Right. I am a product of like, if you look at my family pathology, you'll see some of the stuff that my grandmother experienced as it relates to how she lived with her parents I had a similar experience because I live with my grandmother. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you see these repeating occurrences. So as it relates to, A, you got to set boundaries, mm-hmm. right? That's one. Mm-hmm. Setting the boundary to understand that regardless of where I am in my life, I am not going to allow someone to have that much control over me that you are going to make a decision 
that will that is haphazardly ill will to the betterment of myself. Mm-hmm. I come from a family where we were very close. Like my 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 grandmother, her siblings, they didn't have outside friends. They were raised that they were their friends. They were the friends, right? They were their friends. So my family tried to raise us. My mom, her cousins were her friends. And then, so we were all like only friends. So you bring somebody around and they're putting them through the gauntlet. And I get putting three, you know, putting people through um, a rite of passage of sorts if they're going to court or date your cousin or your sister or your mom or whatever. But you, you talking about people that ain't even got their stuff together, putting right. somebody through a gauntlet, right? Trying to talk you to know? somebody else. <laughs> so, so the question I think is not necessarily how you navigate that, but why are you navigating that? Uh, because it's family. But why? So, so again, it goes back to your value which is something that I think we all struggle with, particularly coming from the communities that I speak of. You don't know any different, so you believe that that behavior is the most important thing. That or the most normal thing. <laughs> right, right, right. But it's not. I mean, right. it's, you don't it's, figure that out until, until you're out of the shit. And, and so now you're like, are allowing I? people that can't maintain, maintain their own lives authority to pick somebody for you. Right. Because they got a good job. Yep. Not because they, they respectable or got these other tenants. Oh, but because they can take care of you, they can help take care of you. Right. Yep. Or because you had a child out of wedlock, Mm -hmm. you know, Oh, that person will help you with your kid. Not knowing that that might not be the best situation for that woman and that chick child but at the same time even with that like even if you take the 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 most harmful elements out of it right Mm -hmm. so let me give you an example right i got i got a situation where even when i was a kid um i had i had a parent who would who would say let's say you caught me coming in out of the cold without no coat this particular parent would say, and I don't want to say which one, but the parent would say, oh, well, he refuses to wear a coat. So you just contorted seeing me without a coat on to I refuse, which is a different tenor, a different mm-hmm. conversation, right? And that continued all the way through my adult life and particularly in my marriage, like that kind of contortion of stuff, right? And so I w- I'm looking at you and you're saying like, but that's your parent. Like you're, they're doing the best that they can. And my thinking is, are you? <laughs> but, are but you? That goes back to, as a parent, right? That goes back to that person. It, if that person has told you to put on a coat and you ain't putting on a coat, then you refusing to wear a coat. You may not, you may have forgotten your coat, but I'm 30, or it may not be I'm 30 with you, no coat on. You feel like you need it. You say what? I'm 30 with no coat on now at some point. I don't wear coats either, right? <laughs> and, 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 and I remember getting in trouble for not wearing coats. Right. 
So you think it's a it's a it's a sticking point because this is somebody's baby. They know their baby. And so when you translate into or when you transfer into adulthood, it's still I remember you wouldn't put that coat on. You still won't put that coat on. You still won't learn. And so that that identity is. I see you making mistakes. And as your parent, it's my job to keep you from mistakes or at least my interpretation of mistakes. I think I think most parents now, granted, you have outliers. You Mm -hmm. have parents who are not great parents. Right. And they and they do mean their children ill will. Right. Mm -hmm. They don't have their kids best interests in their heart. Jealous. I think parents (laughs) are. I think parents. Now, that's a top. We could acorn that. Right. (laughs) And or 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 footnote it Mm -hmm. so we can have a whole conversation on parents being jealous of their children because they weren't afraid to take risk. Uh Right. But going back to the notion that parents, I think if your parent is a person who means well, Mm -hmm. who wants the best for you, of course, every time that you don't have a coat on, I told from a little boy, you don't want a coat, Mm -hmm. wear a coat. Mm -hmm. It don't matter what you do. You ain't wearing no coat. I, I, you know, that is the language that they use because of the authoritarian authoritative nature of rearing children at that particular point in time. Yep. Yep. Now, does it mean it's right? No, but I'm not going to say, but however, it's important for us to recognize the difference between someone who may not be able to process wanting the best for you in today's translation or our age translation yeah. with someone being malicious and malice because they didn't give a daggone for you. We ain't taking no breaks this episode because I got to go in on this one. Okay. <laughs> um, we don't got no sponsors. We don't we got do. no sponsors. We fine. <laughs> At least not today. <laughs> Someday soon. Um, what's the balance, right? So in planning this one out, we we're talking about, all right, how, how important is it to have your parent support and what happens when that support oversteps? How do you keep the, the the importance of the support and and maintain or navigate? You're doing too much. I think I th- for me, I think the balance is peace in your house. Okay. Now, I do believe that you know your spouse, your partner, may have some contention mm-hmm. because they are trying to please multiple people, mm-hmm. right? But if we look at this notion of of marriage commitment through the lens of you leaving your family to start your family means that I have to decide, yes, I'm going to bring some things that I was reared to understand and believe. Mm-hmm. My partner's going to bring some things that they um, are reared to understand and believe, but the other entities can't, be turning on the KitchenAid mixing stuff right? because they want to run not only their space but ours too. And I think the contention is that that's for the the child of the parent that is trying to run the space to, tell them. to navigate. Yep. So the balance is me talking to my partner and saying, hey, I understand you and your parents are very close and I understand your mom or your dad is very um, crazy. 
very consistent and or persistent in sharing their perspective of how we. You're trying to be diplomatic with this shit, and I'm trying to I'm trying to therapy my way through it. But okay, bro. But, but to the point of I understand that your your folks nosy and want to run stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's up to that child to have a a, 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 a a candid conversation. Yeah. To say. This is my house. This is our house. These are our rules. And these are the boundaries of this is what you can and can't do. And I think as long as, and see, this is the part where if you want to be real, this is the part that people can't do because they still taking money from their parents. So as long as you taking money Mm -hmm. and or some type of support, that means that you are in a position of need and they are in a position of control. Then you can't say shit to them because you depended upon them. Let's talk. So that, but I, I tell people all the time when people when I when I give money to someone, then that means I can say what I want to say. Yep, I bought the I right. I am helping you navigate this process. I bought the right to this problem. I, that's like the look the great United States of America being everybody business because we give everybody money. Whew. Let me ask you this question: What? So what about the moral right to it? Let me explain. So. You and I both from the South. You and I, we got Southern upbringing. You can say all you want. I got to check my parents. I got to keep them at the door. They can't infiltrate my peace. They can't infiltrate my home. But then there's this nagging thing in you that says, I'm doing wrong by my parents. Am I going to be right with Jesus? Am I going to make it to heaven? You better sit on somebody's couch and pay that $20 copay. But do you see what I'm saying? Like a lot of people but- navigate the space of, I I can't deal with that person and that person just happens to occupy the role of mom or dad. Okay. So once they get to the point where I can navigate like separation from the person and, 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 and uh, compartmentalize the role. All right. But then there's still the moral obligation. Like you can't do that to mama. You can't do that to daddy. But it goes, especially if you have siblings right, who don't have the same relationship. And because guess what? They've done it to their parents. (laughs) <laughs> in some cases. let's be clear like i think that what what you what you what you ain't saying is everybody's had to tighten up their parent to one one degree or another uh-huh. as it relates to how you talk to your spouse how you come over mm-hmm. and think that you this is not your house mm-hmm. this is our house this is how we choose to live in our house and you can make, you can, ooh, it ain't as clean as I want it to be or, you know, whatever, you know, the whatever, the whatever, the oh, I would have some bread on the couch counter, you know, or a pie or some cookies or something. Yeah. It's not your house. Right. Right. And guess what? If you want that, then say, hey, son, hey, daughter, would you mind if I make some cookies or bake some bread for you guys? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think... As I as I think about it, I think maybe some of the reasons why we have some of the dysfunction we have is because this whole notion of deference you owe me. and reverence. Yep. yep. We use it haphazardly. I still struggle with that, bro. Because if you don't get me wrong, I respect my mom. Yeah. I respect my father. I respect my stepfather. But I respect myself enough to know that mm. the, that my property, my space is mine. Is mine. Yep. And if I 
don't allow my space to be the same reverence that they have when they go to somebody else's house. They should be having for my house. It is such a a a wrestling match, bro. Because I can tell you right now, of all the contention I've dealt with with a particular parent, when I have conversations with my partner about it, my partner is always the one that's saying, "Let's broker peace." Even though my partner has their own issues with this particular parent, the partner is always the one saying, "Let's broker peace." Because and then, but then it's like, well, what do you want me to do? Like, do you want do you want peace or you want war? Because I'm I'm good with either one of them, but we can't keep living in between every day. Like every time something negative happens, it's like we we can't deal with this. Because I agree, but then we also can't broker peace. But then I also understand that it's the partner's role to say, I want the best for you, and peace is always what's best for you. And I think it's also the partner ain't going to sit over there and try to be the enemy either. Correct. So like if she over there and saying, Oh, let's go show our butt. Guess what? Who going to get blamed? That's the part that I think we don't, we don't, we take for granted sometimes. Uh huh. You know, we take for granted that your How much parent is going to get put on me. Cause they ain't going to blame me. You know, and your, your partner is going to be the one who is, blamed and maligned because they because you showed your hind pots and oh they put you up to that such and such would never act like that until he got with and and we and we've always and we've and we've heard that from everybody people can't change people can't grow people can't dream bigger people can't want more Mm -hmm. because then they funny they two-faced or sometimey yeah. and they don't have time for the regular people anymore. But it's like at the, at the, at the end of the day, life is about progression. Yep. Life is about experiences and those experiences, that progression is what enables you to see more, to reach higher, to dream bigger. Can you right? do it? Can you do it without them? Is there a good life without them, without the parents? Without it depends on how traumatic your childhood experience was. It depends on if they can't understand their role and stay in their lane. Like I can say for a fact that my family is great with my mom and my in-laws loving and supporting us. Mm -hmm. I would say absolutely hands down. It has been a great experience, Mm -hmm. but I also know people who have had just as good experience without the in-laws because, and, and they've, they've had adopted in-laws mm. and parents to supplement because their parents were too toxic to be able to provide a nurturing environment for them to grow as a couple. Right. So I think one of the things you have to look at is I'm picking my happiness because guess what? At the end of the day, you married that person, you were with that person, and that's what you chose your life to be. Mm-hmm. Now let me choose mine because I only got one life to live. Amen. If I die tomorrow, I don't want to die pleasing my mama who then lived her life and chose her life. I want to die pleasing myself. Right. And even if my mama mad with me, she can't say I'm not living a good life. 
Now she'll tell her friends, I don't know why he mad with me. I don't know why he talked to me. I just want the best for him. I love him. I just love too much. Oh, oh, you know, it's shame on me. I mean, fuck it. You know, I'm still a little, and then I'm going to pray for him. I'm going to pray that God turn it around, right? So, so I think those are the things that we have to, in my mind, those are the things when you are talking about like, hmm, family, relationship, picking someone, you got to think about how important, what's important to you. Right. The relationship that you're trying to cultivate with this person or pleasing your parents who already didn't, who look in the words of my grandma got more years behind them than yeah, the head up. Front of, right. If we can take a commercial break now. <laughs> I'm turning turn, I'm turn red on the screen. In fact, when, when we come back, uh, I think one quick question, then we'll go right into the affirmation. Ain't nothing out here. We'll be right back. Ain't nothing out here. Um, I'm fit not to cry because y'all know from episode one, I'm a cry baby. Um, Big one. <laughs> but we're talking, we're talking about how you navigate the parents uh, in a loving relationship. I'll ask you this before we get into the um, the affirmation. What happens if if one of y'all is a let's say a mama's boy or daddy's boy or mama's girl, daddy's girl? How do you navigate that? Because you grow up in a space where it's like that's not me, but then you're living and loving on somebody who is where they are really, really attached to their parents or really, really attached to one parent. How do you feel like you navigate that space? So I will say for me, I am the. My mother and I are close. Mm-hmm. My grandmother and I are close. My aunt who passed away, close. Mm-hmm. I am the one that is, I am, I am, I saw an Instagram photo, uh, a video with this grandma coming in the house and her grandson. And she was like, oh my God, why do you tell me my grandbaby was disregard everything else? Mm-hmm. I am that boy (laughs) with my family so i but i don't have those issues i I will tell you the issue that i have Mm -hmm. um i am a mama's boy who is a helper okay so i i overextend myself fiscally to support family Uh to a fault Mm. not to the fault of your relationship though though right not to the fault of my relationship. I've gotten better at that. Okay. Okay. My expenses were always taken care of, mm-hmm. but it is a challenge when you are in relationship. And I'm not talking about dating, but I'm talking about living together, building together, and a portion of your income isn't going to the building of your home. Is going to supporting family. Mm-hmm. Now, I believe that's what we do, and that's how we've always survived. But I think that that is something that I can't take lightly, and I'm very happy that I am in relationship and 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 and, and married to someone who allows me that latitude for this season mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to do this this activity, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's a blessing, yeah. Because I could only imagine what my relationship would be like if my partner was not as supportive as they are as it relates to that particular topic. 
I know I had to wean off. I know when I first got married in my single years, even though I didn't live with my parents, it was regular for me to go see my parents mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because we lived in the same state. So I talked to my mom and them every day. Right. I talked to my grandma every day I drive to work. I talked to my mom every day during lunchtime. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'll say it. I talked to them every day and they ain't talking about nothing. <laughs> But it's your way of checking on them. Like, you know, our and, folks say, and I've encouraged, somebody, here's somebody. And my partner, my, my, my partner, you know, I have, because of that is me, mm-hmm. I'm very big on family. Mm-hmm. They've started calling significantly more mm-hmm. because my line is, oh, you checked on your folks today. How they doing? And I don't even say you check on your folks. I say, how are your folks doing today? Oh, I'm going to call in tomorrow to uh, check <laughs> in. Oh, okay. So you, you, modeled, know, you modeled that. Yes. Yes. See, I had to wean out of traveling every weekend to go see my Why? Because at a certain point, particularly when you get married and you're newlyweds, you're trying to find your own, what does our weekend look like? It can't be built in all the time. Oh, the weekend's going to be, we about to go see his folks. You know what I mean? Like that. So I I would say there has to be a balance. Yeah, absolutely. How often... Does your part did your partner see their parents? Oh, every week. now just because we live we live close. How often? Oh, at least every weekend. But we, so we we're difference? ten minutes away. It's, but it, it's, more, it's more of a journey. It's mm. more of a journey for us. Mm. And by the way, mm. we could no listen because I'm we could, the bullshit flag. No, because we could go see them and on our way to whatever our weekend was going to be. If if that was if, I, if we're going to see my folks, that is the weekend. You know what I mean? Like, see, I don't necessarily agree that going every weekend is good. That's what that's but, what I'm saying. We but wean out of. there shouldn't have been a significant, you know, like once every couple of weeks or something like that. No, we got to that before it got crazy. But I'm saying, okay. like, I had to, I had to get out of that every. Weekend. Well, I pulled my bullshit flat back. <laughs> I had to. But it's one of those things like when you're transitioning from single to engaged to married, mm-hmm. like there's a weaning off of it. And it never was to my partner's credit. Like, no, we're going to stop going over here every weekend. It was an introduction of, Hey, you know, it takes an hour 10 to get down there. Like you want to not do that this weekend and then just push that to next weekend. So it was always a, I refuse. It wasn't, I refuse. It was, this is tough every weekend like sometimes we could just be together i i mean i think i think you have to balance it right what is you know what is a what 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 do you deem enough right right what do you what do you deem the visit to be sufficient but again it goes back to like you know i don't know it goes back to your desire. I was, I, you know, I see my mom quite often mm-hmm. to date, right? Um, and my partner doesn't. So, you know, I, you know, I always say, oh, babe, we need to plan a trip to go visit. But that's a two hour, two hour, exactly. 20 minute drive. Right. 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 So to that point, I understand what you're saying, but I think 
It's just geography, but it, it's it is just making it. sure that you do make that commitment. I do pull the bullshit flag back because I understand <laughs> you're saying that. That person that you made it seem like, oh, you got married and you were acting. No, it wasn't brand the man. New. It was geography. Was acting, what they say, you was acting. You got married and started acting brand new. <laughs> but geography is one of those things, and I think that for parents, it's tough. They think I don't care about the geography. You was doing this before. You keep on doing it. Well. You know, yeah, but then Until you, you said, had oh, yeah, but we, like I think I rem- one of the things I'll say, and I reached out to your um, partner and just shared my reflection on the advice that she gave me. Did she, did, did she ever tell you that? No, sir. That's your relationship. She, so I will say, <laughs> she said, you know, she said, your first year of marriage, you shouldn't be going anywhere. You shouldn't be hanging out with anyone. It's about y'all two. That, now that's true. I agree. We did that. Uh huh. Best best thing ever. Uh huh. Learning, spending time, still solidifying what you got, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I pulled my bullshit flag back because, <laughs> you know, I understand that you know, you getting advice from from you getting what 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 they, they say in the church. <laughs> You getting you getting good water over good there. Water. <laughs> but it is to say it's I think that the core of all that, of all that we're talking about, is familiarity. You will have spent probably at the time, you know, where most of us get married, you will have spent more time without your partner than with. Mm-hmm. And in that time, more of it will have been spent with family slash parents or siblings, whatever the case there is. A, there is a you have to separate yourself. You gotta separate from because that goes back to this whole notion of why your parents are in your business. Right. Your parents are in your business because you ain't really separating yourself from your from your family. You still engaging as if you still daddy's little girl or, or mama's little boy or what have you. You know what I'm saying? And it's like until you I I'm not going to I won't see you this month. I won't uh-huh. see you for a while. So we can reestablish this relationship. And part of their cadence is being in your business. That's the, that's, that's been their world. <laughs> right. Part of, Let's part be clear, of their existence the, is from the time you, you got, from the time your mom birthed you into this world, your mom has been in your business in one way or another consistently. If my oldest boy said to me one day, I'm not talking about you with that, t- about this with you. It might be a fight because I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know a world where I'm not all in his business, but the day is coming. Oh, so it's going to come. So I got to adjust. <laughs> My boys now 17. Yeah. You, it's like prying stuff out. <laughs> it's, you got to ask. Probing questions. You got to ask. You got to ask specific questions yeah. to get an absolute answer. Mm. Whereas they used to talk, man, you got to, you got to hunt. And see, and now this is the transition from us separating from our parents and then becoming parents or growing as parents. You see the circle of fucking life. (laughs) It's the circle of life. (laughs) Let's go to the affirmation, bro. Cause I, you know, this too much, but I love it. Cause it's, it's a growing for me. I like it too. (laughs) This reflection 
was a little interesting in the sense that the goal of it is to get you to think about what you want, what you need, what you desire as a person leaving your norm to create your normal. Love and happiness is something that we should believe is possible when we decide to commit to someone. The question of the day is how much of a role our families play into that plan. If we believe that both parties in the relationship leave their family to start their own, the decision is whether or not the person that you are with can commit meet your physical, mental, and emotional needs by making you feel valued and somebody? Should your family share how they feel about the love of your life? I pray that you will be strong enough to make the decision that is right for you and your love, not you and your family. That's too much smoke, bro. <laughs> That's too much smoke. We still getting there. <laughs> yeah, a fun conversation. And 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 what I like about this one is there's so many spinoffs to this one, dude. We're gonna have to listen to this one <laughs> because I, I promise you there are several acorns <laughs> that we go a thirty minute episode. People go call, people go call us about. You should have talked about blah 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 blah. We we gonna well, get to it. We gonna get to we it. We gonna get to it. We, look, we just paving the way. These, these, look, these Genesis episodes are foundation. <laughs> That's exactly what this is. People going to go back and say, look what they done grown into. Right. Ain't nothing out here. We appreciate y'all listening. Thank you so much for supporting this episode and every episode. Again, you can check us out, ain't nothing out here.com. And ain't nothing out here, the podcast on everywhere you can download your favorite podcast. Again, until next time. Peace. Peace.